0: Hit squad welcome in to the hit stick fantasy football podcast i am your host for the evening chris not the quarterback sims joined as always sitting across from me the soulless canine himself he's about to talk about being at denny's what's up right
1: what's up what's up what the fuck is up arby's we don't, we're at arby's now arby's we're i do arby's. love arby's
0: i single-handedly keep that place in business because their their buffalo chicken sliders
1: are they're delicious they're so good they got the beef too they do for sandwiches for sandwiches not a sponsor not a sponsor. And, uh, no free one. ads.
0: <laughs> yeah. No free shout outs. <laughs> shout out Busting with the Boys. <laughs> <laughs> sitting next to me, uh, we got A1 All Day, Michael Setta. He's
2: back. The boys are back in town. The boys
1: are back in town.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's all I had for you. But I'm back. What's up, gentlemen?
0: Oh, we need to get that. I should have had my Spotify pulled up so we can get more lawsuits. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So we, lawsuits.
2: Uh, we got a lawyer on retainer. We're set.
0: Of course we do. I mean, we met him at Dollar General, and we paid, a, uh, like, was it like a pack of cigarette retainer fee? And a big Four Loco. And a Four Loco. I forgot about the Four Loco. He had his own
2: brown paper bag, though. He, he,
0: yep. he, yeah, he did have He was pre- That's how we knew he was prepared. Yeah. That's how we knew he was our guy. He was absolutely. This is a guy that will fight for us. Like, yeah. If we're able to find him again. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on today? We are here to talk fantasy football, get into all of the... Uh, all the mayhem that took place over the weekend, and uh, as always, you know where to find us: Hit Stick Fantasy on Twitter, Hit Stick Fantasy on the Gram, Hit Stick Fantasy on Facebook. Get at us, ask us these questions. We are here to help you. But uh, without further ado, let's um let's talk about some injuries. So uh, we got Nicholas Chubb, who is ruled out for ruled Thursday. Up. He did not play this week. Um, his teammate Kareem Hunt. Heading to the IR. Heading to the IR. Did not look good. Thought it was thought it was really bad, like season-ending bad, but now it seems like it's a four- to six-week time frame. That's what they're saying, or at least three weeks, but yeah. Fair enough there. And so while we're
1: here, who's the guy? Um, Ernest Johnson or Felton? Dearness. All, all the fish are going to be playing Ernest Johnson come Thursday night. Sharks like me, we're going Felton. You're going Felton? We're going Felton. We're going the pass catcher. We are going... Uh, our quarterback is not good. They're going to stuff the run. Dearness Johnson did not look great when he had the solo work last year when Chubb and uh, Hunt were both out. And Felton has been kind of like a jack-of-all-trades type of guy. He has been awesome whenever the ball has gotten into his hands. So I could see a lot of catches for him this week and a lot of uh, big play opportunity. I think it's fair to say that both need to be added, Yeah, especially I, with apocalypse.
2: The only issue with Felton, in my opinion, is he's, he's kind of like that Gio Bernard kind of running back to where – He's Felton has yet to practice with the running backs, with the Browns, for three or four weeks. It's been all receiver, slot work, special teams. If you're looking for a running back replacement who's going to get the majority of the carries and some touchdown opportunities, you want Dearness. If you want a guy who may get three catches for 25, 30 yards, you're going to go with Demetri. I enough. I see more catches. Depends also what's the status of the tackles.
1: That's my biggest concern. If both of the tackles, if Wills is back and uh, Conklin's back, then, yeah, I'm, I'm bumping Dearness Johnson up much more. But if they're still out and, you know, our team is looking as shitty as it has, I think I think Felton might be a sneaky play. That's fair. Uh, Antonio Gibson, somebody to monitor. Um, potentially Just, <laughs> questionable for the week.
0: Had an MRI, yesterday. So, I don't think anything formally has been announced, but, you know. Keep an eye on it. Just yeah. some, something to watch. Um, what's some other significant injuries that happened over the weekend? I don't think there was as many as there has been.
1: There hasn't, uh, you know, you just got to keep an eye on some other guys. Like Julio uh, Jones got hurt Julio Jones got hurt last night. A.J. Brown's been sick, but he's he's going to be fine. He should be fine. I'm pretty
2: sure Dak got hurt the last play of the game. He's, yeah, he's
1: but they're a on a bye week, but they, I
0: think that he's going to be all right. Obviously, Baker's somebody to monitor. Not that he's super fantasy relevant. Yeah, you're not
2: playing him in
1: fantasy, but you're worried about his pass catchers. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway. We need Jarvis back. Yes, we do.
0: And uh, speaking of last night's game, man, Derrick Henry is good at football. Fucking RB1. So we got the, the RB big dog, the big dog, the big dog for sure. And he, I mean, is he the 101 right now in, in a redraft league? Format? I mean,
1: if you were starting a redraft in week seven, yeah, he's the obvious one. Like
0: he should, like anybody that got him with like their fifth or sixth
1: overall pick, you're winning. You're, you probably started the year four, five and oh, and you're winning. Yeah.
2: I'm probably still like, if we got to do some kind of Madden, like redraft in fantasy wise, and we restarted and we turned off pre-existing injuries, I'm probably still going to go CMC or Cook over him. If you turn off injury possibilities, yeah. No, no. I, I get they can still get injured. I'm talking about, like, right now. Like, I get, you know, CMC is banged up. He's on the IR. You're not going to take him right now, of course. But if he didn't have that IR injury, he's still a better fantasy player than Derrick Henry been in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I would slide Henry above Cook, I think. But I agree with you on the CMC part.
0: Yeah, which and that's something else that we uh, needed to touch base on is uh, CMC to IR.
1: Yeah, uh, real piece of shit move by them to do that on Friday. Yeah. Right after I benched Leonard Fournette to have CMC in my lineup. (laughs) They got you Fucking (laughs) twat. You are not a fan of Ja Rule right now. No, I am not. That was was very frustrating.
2: I guess what happened was he was poised to come back. But he, twe- because it was a different injury. It, I don't think it was the hamstring what he was out for. That's, that's right. That's my no, biggest concern. Because I thought it was like a, the it's ankle. a calf now. Oh, it, it's yeah. a calf now. Okay. So and then he tweaked his hamstring when coming back from that. They're saying
0: it's Christian McCaffrey.
1: But hold on. <laughs> well, that's not the right one, but that worked. <laughs> that was right. Yeah. yeah, but the CMC, that's also the biggest bummer part is he was supposed to come back. He was working his way towards it. He was practicing for yes. the past two weeks. He was like itching like, was he going to play last week? No. Okay, fine. We'll save him for next week. Is he going to play this week? Yes. Oh, wait. Christian McCaffrey to IR. What the hell is that? And now he's out for at least two more games. At least two more games, but if, I don't think you get that close to coming back and then head straight to IR unless something serious else so, happened. So, this poises the question. What are you doing with Christian McCaffrey right now? Uh, I mean, it depends on the state of your team. If you're winning games and you can afford to hold on to them, hold on to them. If you're losing games and you have to move CMC, then you should forget whatever value you can, whatever top tier value you can. Chris, what did you get for CMC? (laughs) I traded him for Cooper Cup straight. Cooper Cup straight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You should uh, poke around, see what you can do. Cause uh, I was very happy with that move on Sunday. Everyone would be very happy with that move. I don't know if I'm going to be happy with
1: that move in three weeks from now. So we'll, we'll find out. It's, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope there. So it's a team by team thing though. If your team is hurting and you need to move CMC, get out of it while you can because I, I'm not feeling very comfortable with just you know possibly only missing two more weeks. This seems like it could be a long, long. It's the same thing we experienced last year.
0: Yeah, there's definitely room to be concerned there. Uh, so let's talk Seattle Seahawks running back room at this moment in time. Chris Carson was uh, also placed on IR. With
1: so that Nick, yeah, give it
0: to Nick. Not looking good for him. Uh, Alex Collins might play this week. So, but uh, remember, Rashad Penny is apparently on his way back. Plus, DJ Dallas is in the mix, and you got uh, Travis Homer. Rashad Penny's
1: been on his way back since
0: 2019. That's true. Even um, before that. So, what do you do? That's a Monday night game, and we are in a gruesome, terrible bipocalypse week seven that we're going to jump into here shortly. Um, So, I mean. What
1: what are you doing like with that backfield? Are you gonna? I mean, I'm not doing anything because Alex backfield. Collins looks good. He did, and if Alex Collins is suiting up and playing, and we know he's going to get all the workload, yes, he's a fine RB two. But if he doesn't suit up, I'm not taking a chance on Homer or any of those other guys. Like that's something to stay away from. Go, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, and you know with Russ not being there, that really kind of like you know exposes that offense.
2: Yeah, I'm with Ryan on this one. I like Alex Collins, but you know I want to see some good. Good signs from the injury updates throughout the week. He's practicing. He's getting limited, whatever it may be. Um, but he's the only one I'd feel like decent about playing because uh, he's one of the guys in that backfield that have the body type to kind of take a little bit of a beating. The rest of the guys are pass catchers, scat backs. They may run the ball three times and get hurt. So those guys make me nervous.
0: That's fair. That's one hundred percent fair. And uh, that's going to wrap things up here for some injury. Uh, somebody just hit a drop and give me some music. <laughs> Yeah! Oh, yeah! I don't know what segment this is! Yeah! What are you calling it, Chris? Uh, Legit or nah. Legit or nah. Legit or nah. So, we're going to dive into some players that have been looking pretty damn good over the last few weeks here. And, um, I'm going to, you guys are going to let me know. Do you think this is a trend that we're going to see continue? Or is this a trend that is kind of like, you know, potentially sell this player high? Let's start with Leonard Fournette. These are all three running backs, the most important position in fantasy. Running back has been a f- dreadful wasteland this year of just massive injuries. There are so many players. K- Clyde Edwards-Alaire on IR, Chris Carson on IR, Kareem Hunt on IR, Kareem, or CMC on IR. Like, you got, the list goes on. So, you need to find out a way to navigate through this. Now, Leonard Fournette's looking pretty damn good. Yes, he has rb RB one numbers, literally the RB three on the week this week. He is sitting pretty at um currently ahead. the RB eleven. He's currently the RB eleven on the season. So and I mean Rojo seems to be an afterthought now with this offense. But yeah. with that being said, we all know how Bruce Arians works. And for as comfortable and good as Leonard Fournette looks right now, it's hard to not have that that like terror in your head if Leonard Fournette makes one mistake, one fumble. Does it? Does
1: Rojo eat his way back into the even timeshare? What do we think about Leonard Fournette for the rest of the season? I think Leonard Fournette for the rest of the season is a comfortable RB two, high end RB two with possible RB one upside. He is getting that work, and on, he's on the team that passes the ball more than any other team in the NFL. And he's still seeing five targets, five targets, six targets, seven targets in the first game. He's getting the targets, and you know Leonard Fournette's a capable pass catcher, but he's also seeing twenty carries, twelve carries, twenty two carries the past three weeks. So all of the work is going to Leonard Fournette with a little bit of Giovanni Bernard sprinkled in there. So yeah, I'm comfortable rolling out Leonard Fournette week in and week out going forward. Just for shits and giggles, huh? Just
2: yeah, for shits and giggles. I don't I don't hate Fournette. Um I feel like his stats and his fantasy points, though, this first beginning of the season have been a little bit inflated um with what he's done with them. I I get nervous because he's only played one game over sixty five percent of the snaps. So that's still, even though the, the fantasy points are all coming from Leo and you know you don't see Rojo on the field too much, there's still a 35% of the snaps are going to other running backs. And like Chris was saying, they're going to feed the hot hand. If Gio Bernard catches three passes on a two-minute drill, he's going to probably place more in the, the next half. So what I get nervous about is if those 60% snap shares start factoring into his point totals. And that's my biggest concern with him. I definitely don't hate Leonard Fournette, and where you drafted him, he's completely blowing out expectations. So you gotta, you know, stick with him at this point. But it does make me a little bit nervous. Any concern for that? Like me, you might be looking to try to ship him to someone in that similar t- kind of situation where they've been overperforming. Maybe
0: I love Leonard Fournette going forward. I think Ryan hit the nail on the head. He's a rel- he. He looks like a reliable RB two. But that being said, I highlighted those concerns for a reason because I think they're real. Because I know we have a very large sample size of Bruce Arians with this. This isn't like this isn't an opinion. This is how Bruce Arians runs his team. So, I, if you have Leonard Fournette in a league right now, I think you would be doing yourself a disservice to not shop him and see if you can, you know, use Leonard Fournette and another wide receiver three and get that locked and loaded RB one or you know just something to see what you can do. You don't yeah. have to trade him, but just see because he's playing very good right now.
1: Playing awesome, and I don't think you need to be too worried about snap percentages. I, while that can be can be cause for concern, and that's one of the big reasons why I'm not going to say he's an RB one going forward for the rest of the season. But Jonathan Taylor's only topped 65 of carry or 65 of snaps once this season. He
2: and he's been one of the biggest disappointments yeah. in the first two rounds, though.
1: Uh, yeah, he's been not pretty anymore. good. Not anymore. I mean, he's really
2: good. He's been okay. He's had some very disappointing weeks and has been saved by a couple late touchdowns. That
1: 76-yard catch touchdown he had on the first play the other day against the Ravens. That's a big part of it. But, you know, big plays are part of the NFL. So, I don't think it's— Well, big plays are part of Jonathan Taylor's game. Yeah. So, I don't think that's any reason to be too concerned. But it is also a reason to not, like, you know, overvalue him and just be, like, afraid to move him either. Jonathan Taylor is the RB3 on the year right now. Yeah. So, Very good.
0: But anyway, let's move forward here to another player that I want to talk about, and that is Daryl Henderson, Ryan's darling, running back for the L.A. Rams, currently sitting pretty as the RB13, kind of had his breakout game. You kind of missed your window to buy him. You're looking at 82% of the snaps last week, 21 carries for 78 yards. He had a touchdown, and then he also had a touchdown in the air with three receptions for 29, or no, two receptions for 29 yards. What are we thinking about Daryl Henderson moving forward? Is he creeping into back end RB1 territory?
1: He lives in back end RB1 territory where he belongs. He is he's fucking awesome. I want to hear Seta because I know you just have a raging chub for Daryl Henderson. For
2: for me, <laughs> um, I, I do like Daryl Henderson. Um, I think the signs are good of what we've seen. If you had Daryl Henderson, you most likely um kind of had a similar build that I have, the, the one team I have him on, and you went either you know heavy with one RB and try to piece together your second or you went completely zero RB and you scooped him up in the fifth or six. Your team looks legit right, right now. My one league where I didn't draft a running back to the fifth round and it was Daryl Henderson. I'm, I'm six and oh, I'm kicking ass. So I think the biggest concern with Henderson was who's going to split the time with him. Well, there's no one splitting time with him. Yeah. So he's, Michelle's not, a. Worry. he's, he's damn near a, as big of a bell cow as Najee Harris is in Pittsburgh. So go forward with Daryl Henderson the rest of this year confident in him dynasty wise not confident with him
0: yeah dynasty i would be looking to sell. he's on he's on the list is he's, he's, he's got to be we're gonna be talking dynasty a uh, spoiler in the second episode this week which we're back to two back to two and um we're gonna be talking some dynasty by or sell and i, th- I think henderson's not on one of your guys' list he's gonna be added to mine
1: no he he should be on the list but yeah, uh he henderson sell. playoff schedule week 14 arizona week 15 seattle 16 minnesota Pretty favorable for them, running backs. Minnesota. So anyway,
0: moving forward here, James Robinson, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, on uh, it seems to be the one bright spot on the Urban Meyer shit stain that is all over that entire team. It's currently sitting pretty in the PPR format as the running back number nine, and you know he looks he looks damn good. He He's is getting the carries. Real good. I mean, is this? And this is the point. This is why I brought up these three guys' names because I want to know are are these RB ones? Moving forward for the rest of the year, how do you view it? Is RB1 high end or back end RB1, high end RB1, high end RB2, or back end RB2, or not RB1 or 2
1: for the remaining part of the season? So, what do you you guys think about James Robinson? Uh, for me, he's a back end RB1. He is getting 18 to 20 carries a game. He has not been under 4.2 yards per carry in any game yet. He's been awesome with the ball, and we saw it all last year, too. Uh, he is an outlier in what you should expect out of a undrafted rookie running back he's been phenomenal and he has you're right he's been the only bright spot on that Jaguars team so as long as he continues to get all of that work he'll continue to produce
2: yeah I'm in on James Robinson mainly for the fact that they finally got their win and it was pretty much on the back of James Robinson you know he's had a couple of decent games fantasy wise this year but still they were splitting splitting carries with Carlos Hyde and whatnot and Finally, I'm pretty sure he outsnapped him, like, 50 to six snaps this week. Finally. And look what happens, Urban. You get a win. Like, I don't know how that's – it's crazy to me that there are people in the NFL that literally will, like, try to outsmart things and, like, try to, like, think outside the box and they go, yeah, we're not going to give this player who's a proven good running back the ball. Like, I just don't get it.
0: Did anybody else see that meme where it said, uh, in the last two weeks, Urban Meyer has come behind it from – Two separate continents <laughs> Jesus
1: <now>.
2: Christ. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hey, I don't care. First of all, I don't care about Urban Meyer grabbing ass. First I don't of care all, either. Sorry for getting some ass. Second of all, you are a piece of shit coach for not going back with your team. I wasn't here last week to mention this stuff, but you got to go back with your team. Bad luck. grabbing ass. Good luck. I'm pro-Meyer. Just guys being dudes. Just like, so
0: it's go back with the team. But then when you get back, get back on the plane yeah, and then fly your back, back, no, grab your back and yet. grab the dude, ass.
2: I'm telling you, there is way better ass in Jacksonville than there is in like Cincinnati and, and Columbus and shit like that. So go back to Jacksonville. Get the ass down there. You'd be way better off for it. Oh, man. This took a turn for the word. This Think is, about all the ass he's getting over. In all, right, all, right,
0: all right, We've had enough ass talk here. Dude, he's, he's <laughs> a in lot a of fucking different country. A dude.
2: lot of Brits were getting. He just got his first dub.
1: <laughs> The Brits love the NFL. Urban Meyer's getting so much ass, and the Jaguars
2: especially—he's still
1: getting ass right now as we're speaking, and this is Tuesday.
2: Yeah, he is not back in America yet. This has took a turn for the worse. I kind of like this section we're doing. (laughs)
0: This is a good one. (laughs) Segment: Urban Meyer gets ass. Oh man, I don't even know where to go from here. Um, Somebody, yeah, but those are three players that we were going to talk about, Um, and yeah, I don't know. Hit another button. (laughs) (laughs) There's your button. No, I wanted music.
1: Do you think that song just plays in Urban Meyer's head as he's getting some ass?
0: I really hope so. That would be hilarious. You, it's just Ur- like-
2: Urban Meyer was the choreograph for that song. Like he mixed that.
0: <laughs> it's just or the, when he gets ass. It's the monkey with the hands just clapping <laughs> nonstop with that song going. <laughs> Uh, Quick note here, RB1 through 5 so far through the first quarter of the year. We got Derrick Henry at RB1, Austin Eckler at RB2, Jonathan Taylor at 3, Zeke at 4, and Najee Harris at 5. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Austin
2: Eckler really shit the bed last week, though. He
1: did, and, you know, he's been very, very, very friendly with the touchdowns for this season. So, I mean, that's... I liked Austin Eckler. I think me and you were both pretty high on Eckler going into this season. I had him at six. I think you had him at six as well.
2: Yeah, seven, I believe. It was up there, though, for yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're big fans of Eckler, and we. I'm not going to say we saw this coming, but, you know, he's been awesome. Now, is there anybody you think could creep into that top five that's not in there right now? <sighs> that's with, with all the injuries, with... You know, a lot of teams, like, splitting time. It's kind of hard to predict anybody jumping up into that territory.
0: I have Dalvin Cook jumping into that territory.
1: Well, yeah, he's an obvious one, but even he's been banged up a little bit, and if he's ever, like, not comfortable enough to go, they have no problem to saying, okay, you sit down, Alexander Madison, same fucking player, throw him back there.
2: Yeah, I think Nick Chubb has a chance to creep in there. I know he's going to be out this week, um, but Kareem is going to be out for at least four weeks, possibly six, possibly eight. Who knows when he's going to come back? Um, and with those kind of injuries, Kareem, as good of a like a fancy player as both of those guys were, Nick Chubb and Kareem, Nick Chubb got most of his on the yards, yep. you know, and he would get 100 yards a game, so you wouldn't be too disappointed, but Kareem was getting most of his on touchdowns. Well, he's out of there now, so I think Chubb can very easily put together a couple of Derrick Henry-style games once he comes back healthy, get a couple of two or three touchdown games, jump right back up into there.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing I wanted to definitely highlight and something that I've been trying to do in all my leagues, go out there and try to buy Nick Chubb right now. While he's sitting on the IR. Mr. Ryan Long got a phone call conversation last mm-hmm. night. I mean, I'm hitting up every Chubb owner in my redraft league saying, hey, let me get that guy. Let me get that Chubb.
2: Say, let me get this.
0: Let me get, let me, I'm hitting him
1: up like Urban Meyer, let me get that Chubb. Joe Mixon could probably sneak into the top five.
0: What?
1: Just saying. No. Bengals playing awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Next segment.
2: Joe Mixon, I drink when I smoke his tradition. Ooh, I'm nice. mixing.
0: So, wide receiver, we got Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams. Jamar Chase. Wait, so wait,
2: wait, what was that? Who <laughs> was number four? Who was, was that last <laughs> one? That, that, guy's not a, that guy's not a rookie, is it? Because that never happened that can, in that the can't, NFL. That can't be true. So there's no possible way that it was actually, I heard you right. I mean, it has to be someone who's at least a sophomore. But
0: there's a long season there's a lot of seasons left. Did you say oh. Justin
1: Jefferson wrong? Oh
2: no, I didn't. He's, that's number, he's wide receiver number nine. Oh. Oh hmm. Devontae and, Adams is wide receiver number five, though. And oh. there and there's a guy who's a rookie who's ahead of Jefferson? That can't be true. Who who went to school with him and then played better with him at that school. And now he's better in the NFL with that quarterback that he had at that school. Man, that's so weird. Who would have thought?
0: Moving on. So um, (laughs) anybody in there you think could fall out of Um, the top five and anybody that you think could creep their way in. Keep in mind Debo Samuel chilling down here at wide receiver number seven. Has played just one came off game the bye. Yep. than every single player here.
1: Um, I think Mike Williams could fall out. I mostly too. because, you know, historically Mike Williams has not been a top five wide receiver. He's been awesome this year. And him and Herbert have established a real connection. But he's done it on a lot of just big blown plays. Especially like those two touchdowns against the Browns. Completely blown coverages that left him for 80-yard bombs. Just That'll, that'll really uh, spike your numbers up. And you're not going to get that every week. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. My, yeah,
2: my, I, I kind of agree with that one. Um I have seen Mike Williams though progress a little bit better as a receiver. Um he's getting better at the things that Keenan Allen was good at, and hopefully he's rubbing off on him. His route running is getting better, his hands are looking better, he does still have that big playability. So I definitely like it. Did but, he get taller? No, he's been a freak. He's that's been like 6'4", like, like, his whole life, and yeah, they just never utilized him that way. For no, some reason, he's I always
1: have, hurt. Yeah. yeah. I always have him and, like, uh, Sammy Watkins, like, stumbled into my brain as, like, the same player. They're not. <laughs> They're not. Like, I'm watching him catch balls. And I'm like, is that a fucking tight end? Like, oh, it's Mike Williams. When he did he get like that, big?
2: that big? He's but always that big. The biggest guy I'm concerned with that you guys were just naming before in that top five, that's Debo Samuel.
0: Well, Debo Samuels is not number top five yet. He's number so, seven. Well, but he, but he's he, he would most likely would be, be in there, there if they yeah, didn't top have five to buy him. in points per game.
2: So he's the one that concerns me the most, and I have him on a, in a league, and I lucked out in him because you you were drafting him in probably the seventh through tenth round. And same with Mike Williams, both dominant top ten receivers. Yeah, how's but, those
0: Brandon Ayuk shares looking right now? Yeah,
2: terrible. Gross. And the, my biggest concern with Debo is that offense could go through a little bit of a transition. You know they're. You know now Trey Lance is banged up. Jimmy G may be coming back, and maybe when Trey Lance gets healthy, it may go back to Lance. Who's going to be the quarterback? Who? How healthy are they going to be? And without a guy like Kittle on the field, and with Brandon Ayuk, the corpse of Brandon Ayuk out there, who else is there to guard? And you know we love teams that are have you know concentrated target shares with guys like you know AJ Brown before Julio went there, and Calvin Ridley, and all, yeah, D Hop, all those guys. But it, if they're not like that next level, top two talent, they get they get shut down certain times. And that's what makes me nervous about Debo. Great receiver. I don't think he's elite, though. I think, not to be
1: contradictory to you, but I think he might be one of those elite talents. He just hasn't been on the field for his career. I could see that. He's been awesome. when He's been a wide receiver one whenever he is on the field and healthy. So we are seeing the things we see out of Debo Samuel. Only, like, is he going to stay that way? Is he going to stay healthy? Is he going to get a little banged up? And you're right about the stuff about Kittle being out and Ayuk being a corpse on the field and a transition of quarterback possibly happening depending on how their season goes. So, yeah, there are definitely red flags for Debo Samuel. I'll agree with you there. But Debo Samuel is playing out of his mind because Debo Samuel is a very good player. But he could be hindered by those other obstacles.
2: Yeah, I I like Debo a lot. I like him as a player. I like him when he was a rookie. Those things, though, that we mentioned and just kind of discussed – those things you need to be a Devontae Adams elite-style receiver to still be relevant. And even when you are elite talent, like a Alan Robinson, sometimes it still doesn't translate.
0: That's fair. That's fair. And a um, player that I think could absolutely creep into the top five, CeeDee Lamb, who's oh, playing yeah. out of his oh, fucking mind fuck right yeah. now. And is winning,
1: CD. Helping, me, uh, fuck CD. helping me win parlays. Shout out, CeeDee Lamb. Helping me. Well, I didn't win this week because of him, but, I mean, I'm still afloat in that league because you gave him to me. So thank you.
2: Yeah, Corey beat me because of C.D. Lamb, that bastard. <laughs> God,
1: he's so. Good. Uh, let's uh, let's
0: linger in the wide receivers here for a second, and uh, let's Where talk about receivers? huh? What do you mean? I huh? said let's linger into the wide receivers. Let's linger. We're already on the wide receivers. We're gonna stay here. Oh, okay. Linger for a and
2: lingering, lingering. Linger. Li- lingering.
1: Do you have to? No. Urban Meyer's doing some lingering today. Oh man, Urban, <laughs> you are just
0: with his finger. <laughs> we're just gonna get a like a nice one of those like. Painted pictures of Urban. Just get it in the studio. One
2: of these days, we're going to be big enough to actually get canceled for some of the shit. We
0: <laughs> well, yeah. They're going to come back to listen to our like, episode 17. We've been canceled of- like four times this season already. Yeah, just don't probably. listen. Especially because we've said the Redskins like five times. The actually,
2: this is a perfect time to announce that I'm running for president in 2024, baby.
0: I'm not going to vote for
2: you. I'm, I'm not, not even old enough. Uh, I'm not old enough. No,
0: I would never. Got to be maybe 35.
2: Next, maybe next time.
0: Michael Setta talking. I could see you talking to other countries right now. I like to win my trades. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that will be huge.
0: <laughs> huge. Okay, all right. That's enough of that. Uh, China. Marquise Hollywood-Brown sitting at wide receiver number six right now. How do we feel about that? Rashad Bateman is officially back. Yep. He looked good. Looked he got good. a decent amount of the target share. What are you doing with Holly brown Sell, Is sell, this the time sell. to sell
1: him? Yep. It is the time to sell them, and hopefully, the other owner that you're trying to sell them to hasn't taken a liking to the fact that Rashad Bateman is back and starting to command targets. And you're, it's only going to go up from here for Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is fucking awesome, and he's going to continue to be awesome. Lamar is slinging the ball this year; he's looking back to MVP Lamar days. And the Ravens are unfortunately taking a command of this division. They are going to be the elite team coming out of the AFC North, and. Rashad Bateman's going to be his favorite target going forward. So, yeah, Hollywood Brown might have big games where he catches 70-yard touchdowns, but I don't think you're going to see regular, regular uptick performance from him. So I'd be trying
2: to move him for sure. That's see, that. that's what we're normally seeing from Hollywood. I am. I was completely wrong on both him and Lamar. Okay, I need note to you, Ryan. You need to get the little John.
0: Who What? Yes. into the soundboard because we need it for moments like this when Seta fucking says something good about Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown because <laughs> it's, it I doesn't have two happen. Two-year sample
2: size of him just completely shitting on these players. It, it it is. It's true, and the the steps that we've seen from Lamar Jackson take this season while passing in the pocket is honestly extraordinary. And it doesn't matter if he's throwing to Sammy Watkins, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, or. Devin Duvernay at this point like he is looking very very good Hollywood Brown is looking like a legit NFL receiver now and it's not just the big place it's the post routes it's the curl routes it's the screens it's everything I'm very upset at myself for missing the boat on both Hollywood and Mr. Lamar
0: that's fair that's fair. So really quick just to wrap things up here for the wide receiver parts where we start talking about how to get through by apocalypse. I'm going to name a few receivers that have been, that were very, very high draft capital players and have been kind of underwhelming. And I want you to tell me if you're buying or selling these players. I'm buying Calvin Ridley. That was one of them. <laughs> I'm Calvin. selling. Selling Calvin. So, I mean, that, that wasn't going to be the leadoff one. But since it was brought up, why don't we go uh, scroll down far to find him? He is currently wide receiver 53 on the year. Now, granted, that is Blech. to be fair. He's played one less game than majority of the players, and he's one of the only teams that have had a bye week so far. Yep. So you're selling Calvin Ridley. Yep. And what's the reason for that? Because I'm, I'm with Ryan. I'm buying Calvin Ridley.
2: So it, it all depends on the aspect. I think this is more, in my opinion, more towards dynasty. Um, I... Definitely see him having a couple decent games this year, but... Oh, this is going to be Dynasty. Save this for second episode. No, I got you. I got you. But for this, the rest of the season, Calvin Ridley, I feel... I was one of the biggest Calvin Ridley truthers. I think he's definitely a legit talent. He's elite, like we talked about before, but this team looks bad. Like, very, very bad, and they're having the likes of Cordero Patterson, you know, be the highlight of their offense and whatnot, and I think it's going to get to the point to where they're like, hey, guys, let's stop being competitive. We need another top five pick. Stop trying. And that's what's going to happen with that offense, and you're not going to want any part of that because they're just not going to be winning games. I've seen teams tank it out before. It's not pretty. No one on their team usually is relevant. I'm going to try to get rid of Calvin this right now as soon as I can.
0: And I would like to acquire him as he's sitting pretty, ready to play the Miami Dolphins this
1: week. So, Ryan, do you have a counter? You were all about buying him, so what's your counter to that? Um, he's just been underperforming. And, I mean, granted, the whole Falcons offense has been, but they've got, I think, you know, getting the bye week and that little bit of extra rest, getting him more back to, like, full strength, full health, will really
2: help. Calvin Ridley's a stud. He didn't miss for injury. He missed for personal reasons because he's fucking anti-vax, baby. I I didn't say miss for injury. I said he's, but he's been banged up. Oh, Okay. He's still well, playing through it. Because they had the London game, and he just yeah. missed because he was just like,
1: has that been proven? Because I've heard that. I've heard Maltes
2: No, say no, that. no, no. Don't it'll, quote it, me on that. It'll
1: never be proven. But
2: I'm pretty sure, most likely, if you're going overseas, and you don't go and play the game, and it's for a personal, non-injury-related reason, it's probably that.
0: Well, you know what they say when you assume. So...
2: <laughs> so
0: um, is that pretty much your closing argument on it? You're just, yeah, you're, I think, I think he's just a stud wide receiver. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would
1: be trying to acquire him. AJ Brown, wide receiver 67 so far in the year. Are you buying him? Um, no, I, I was the lowest on him. I think out of the three of us, I had him as a, you know, he was my wide receiver 13 going into the year because I didn't think he was a top, top, top tier guy. And with Julio Jones there, Julio Jones looks better than him. No,
0: he doesn't. He does. He absolutely doesn't. He does.
1: I think I watched that game. last.
2: Night. I, I think AJ Brown is that, is that perfect, uh, like point to where he is completely underperformed and you don't need to pay anywhere near his value for him. Exactly. So that's what I'd be interested in buying, but I'm not going to, like, send the ship to pick him up. Also, don't have Derrick Henry fucking running for a million yards and a
1: million touchdowns.
2: Honestly, that could help you towards the playoffs because the more and more Derrick Henry does it, the more and more tape there is on that. And I know they're going to do that regardless, but, you know, if they keep having big play runs, they're going to do what the Cardinals did to us last week and run a 6-2 on them.
0: So. Stephon Diggs, wide receiver 20, buying or selling?
1: Uh, Buying if I could. He's still seeing all the targets. I think he leads the league in air yards. Or, no, Cortland Sutton does, but he's up there. So he's, 11 targets on Monday night. Yeah, he's still getting all the work. He just hasn't found the end zone. He found the end zone yesterday, right? Um, I believe his, I believe yeah, he had one. Yeah, got his second touchdown of the year. So, yeah, uh, touchdowns are the only reason that he's down so low.
2: Yeah, he's on the most dominant offense in the NFL, and he's the number one option. So, yeah, definitely trying to buy him.
0: Last one of the night, uh, Keenan Allen, buy or
1: sell? Wide receiver 28 Ooh, on the year right now.
2: Sell. Hold. Hold hold so if i if you, can yeah cuz
1: but so you're not buying him or selling yeah, him yeah i'm not going after him because he's not he's not looking like top wide receiver 1 keenan allen mike williams is the wide receiver 1 there but you don't got to pay you might you could probably
0: acquire him for back end wide receiver 2 price tags right now
1: if you can, i don't think anyone's going to want to flip him for like another wide receiver in that territory because i think keenan allen has more upside than anybody you're going to find in that territory
2: yeah, that's fair. I kind of agree with Ryan. Maybe so, I'm back to holding this. Yeah, I on. think I
1: think it's more of a hold because you really don't know what to do at that point. You're still playing him every week and he's still going to give you like decent points. What do you say? He's a wide receiver 20? 28. Wide receiver 28. So yeah, he's still a start of a wide receiver every week and you know, he'll have those games where he has 10 catches and if you're drafting Keenan Allen super high, your odds are you're doing it in a PPR league anyway. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. So we have what is known as the dreaded bi-week uh, po- or bi-apocalypse. Bi-apocalypse. On top here. We have the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Jaguars, and the Bills. Did I leave anybody out there? And the Vikings. All on a buy. Yep. The amount of fantasy relevant players that are being taken away from everybody is Everybody. Hey, it's not good. Yeah, I mean you got Dak gone, Herbert gone. Kirk Cousins gone, Ben Roethlisberger gone, Trevor Lawrence gone, Josh Allen is gone, Najee Harris off the table, Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, James Robinson, and Zach Moss. And then at receiver, you're losing Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, Thielen and Jefferson, Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, and sometimes Cole Beasley, and sometimes, well, Dawson Knox is hurt, but and LaVisca Chenault and Marvin Jones. So with that being said, let's give our listeners some good guys to maybe stream off the waiver wire because there's a lot of teams hurting right now. And um I yeah. So, I did, I did not see the
1: Dawson Knox injury. Yeah, he was he got hurt. Fractured hand. Yeah. He might be done for a little bit of time. Motherfucker, he was Never mind. He uh what was he a hit of the week? No, but he was in my next episode. <laughs> in the bye week? <laughs> no, in our next episode stuff, but go ahead.
0: So, but yeah, I mean, I got I got the matchups pulled up for here right now. Um a guy that I'm looking to potentially see if he's still it's possible probably not. More than likely not, but maybe still on the waiver wire. But somebody that could definitely serve as a good – because there's a lot of fantasy-relevant running backs here off the table, and that's a Daryl Williams. See what you can do to get him. Oh, did I steal your guy? I mean, not steal my guy for that pick, but what am I? It's a well, we'll hint, hint, yeah. Uh, I, like, I think he's somebody you can look to. Um, he had a very good outing last week. Uh, do Who do you guys – do you guys have anybody that, you know, maybe might be a fringe waiver wire guy, maybe somebody on your bench that you're not thinking of that could really just help people get through – this by apocalypse. Cause it's, it's, it's rough out there.
2: Yeah, honestly. And, and I have like two teams right now that are decimated. And I mean like decimated by this bye week and I'm swapping out four to five guys on those teams. I don't care. My team's probably decent enough that we're going to get past one week. Don't go and drop any players that you need for your playoff run to get past a bye week is my biggest, um, like, you know, piece of advice. I think that, you know, you can get past a week, an L where you score 150 and an L where you score 110, same L on the scoreboard. So it's not the end of the world if you cannot get a, you know, dominant team. I'm looking at the injuries and I'm looking at their, you know, their immediate backups. That's where I would be trying to maybe piece this kind of week together and then be able to drop those people and not think to myself, oh, man, should I I hang on to this guy? Is he going to be good next week? Oh, oh, is Chubba Hubbard going to be good in the playoffs? Oh, no, CMC's back. So, like, those are the kind of things I'm thinking about when it comes to this bye week.
0: So, when we're talking about that, let's talk about some guys that could be available here just to help you get through. Maybe you do have somebody you can drop, or, you know, because not everybody has a bench that's just loaded with talent. We saw Le'Veon Bell make his way into the end zone untouched. Latavius Murray is... Not healthy anymore. Taysom Williams was a healthy scratch. Is Le'Veon Bell somebody that you would, or Devonta Freeman, or these one somebody from this Baltimore backfield? Is that somebody that you would be comfortable playing the Bengals, who are hemorrhaging points to running
1: backs, to get through a bye week hell? Uh that's that's a good question. And I think I, I think I would. Um, Tyson Williams might be activated again this week, just because if uh, Latavius Murray does have to miss any time. But if all three are there, Devonta Freeman, Bell, and Williams, which one do you want in your lineup? I am as weird as it is. I think I'm going to say Devontae or Devontae Freeman. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell and I hate myself. Le'Veon Bell was not efficient last week. He He's had eight carries ever. and He's had terrible. like five yards, but he found the end zone. Uh, you know, we saw Freeman starting to catch some passes. He was getting some good work, and Latavius Murray is just doing Latavius Murray things, just hogging carries that he doesn't deserve, and finding the end zone for uh like a one yard touchdown.
2: Yeah, some guys that I wouldn't hate trying to pick up that could maybe have some lasting value, but you wouldn't hate to drop them in the backfield, I'm going to stay away from those backfields, that Baltimore backfield, because it's kind of like we talked about in the offseason. Anyone that has more than, like, two guys is just a a team you want to stay away from because at any moment they could just feed the hot hand. So a few guys I would be looking at to possibly add for just this week would be, like, a Ramontre Stevenson going against the Jets or a Ty Johnson going against New England or even possibly a Jarek McKinnon on Kansas City. Those are some guys who can have potential roles this week. You're not guaranteed to keep them. You don't have to keep them, but they may be able to get you through a few weeks.
0: I like that. I like that. I really liked the Ramondre Stevenson one. Uh, what about Kenny Gainwell for Philadelphia going up against the Raiders? That Raiders team has been playing very well. They've been putting up points. So um, I could definitely see this in a situation where Philadelphia has to look to the pass game a little bit more. and. It's not Miles Sanders. that's catching passes there. That's for sure. Uh, do we think the Kenny Gainwell desperation flex could
1: be decent? Um, I mean desperation, yeah. But as far as that, well, goes, yeah, that's that's what these are. This yeah. is what, you know, yeah, you don't want to be. It is But if you
0: if you have Najee Harris and Austin Eckler, hint, hint, wink, wink. I do in a league. Um, you know, you're you're screwed. <laughs> you yeah. don't have nothing now.
1: Yeah, you're playing whoever is projecting more than four points yeah, on the week. Basically. That's essentially what it comes down to. Because a lot of the backups have already been picked up because guys have been hurt for the past three weeks. A lot of the free plays that you would have this week, you, a la your Daryl Williams and your uh, Damian Williams, your Khalil Herbert, yeah, DeAndre Johnson is the hot waiver wire pickup because he's the only guy who wasn't added yet. Yeah.
0: Now, what about a Sony Michelle who saw eleven who saw eleven carries last week? They're playing the Lions. This is a game that absolutely could get out of hand. That, they could yep. rest Daryl Henderson to not, let, you know, they could be up by fourteen points going into halftime, and you could see Sony Michelle walking into. 12 to 14 carries just because it's garbage time. I think that could be somebody that, you know, that's, that's somebody that could be on the waiver wire and could absolutely help you get
1: through this. It wouldn't be a sneaky start. That's, that's not a bad idea, but you're also sitting there. You are praying for a shutout then. Yeah. Well, you're praying for a
0: touchdown, but yeah. that's pretty much where you're at with all of that. So, I mean, but um, anyway, you guys can all contact us at our socials at HitStick fantasy on Twitter, especially that's where we're in the most wait, active. Wait, wait, real
2: quick. Just a couple of receivers that I'd be looking at to add if I'm going through bi We talked about running back issues with those guys, but just real quick, a couple quick guys. T.Y. Hilton, balled out last week, probably on the waivers. He's hurt, He's hurt again? He I thought hurt. he was questionable. He got
0: hurt again. Damn it. So, I mean, it's something to monitor. So and Because Paris Campbell's done for the year. Okay. So it just t- wasn't a fantasy relevant. Yeah, Paris Campbell's on IR. Man, you guys are all dropping news on me. Yeah, Michael
1: Piven season, baby!
2: Oh, yeah. All right, get back to the outro.
0: Well, no, no, give us your wide receivers.
2: So I got three more. I got Brian Edwards with uh, Las Vegas, possibly taken up. And then the two uh, Philly receivers who've kind of been up and down and having big games and bad games, and that's Quez Watkins and Jalen Rieger. If you're completely out on, like, you have three receivers on the bye, those are some decent options who've shown this year that they can score a little bit of fancy points.
0: I would start Urban Meyer before I started uh, Jalen Rieger. Just going to
1: throw that out there. Yeah,
2: Quez Watkins over Rieger for me, for sure. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, some I've seen Quez get picked up in a in a couple leagues, so that's the only reason I, like I Quest. That's the only reason why I mentioned both because some leagues I've seen Quez already been picking up.
0: You know, while we're talking about receivers, check to see if Rashad Bateman's there because Rashad Bateman, if, especially if your league doesn't have an IR. Oh man,
2: he's in my he's on my IR spot right now. I, I just activated him last
0: week. If you're if you're in a league that doesn't have IR spots, check for Rashad Bateman because he saw he tied the team in targets last week.
1: Check for Hunter Renfro too. Hunter, yeah, Hunter, fifty percent owned in Yahoo. He's getting more than ten points a game fantasy wise.
0: So what about um? Let's see, uh, let's. I mean, let's linger. What about Elijah Moore for the are the New York Jets playing the New England Patriots? I can't
1: even do it. Can't even do it. He's just (laughs) Zach Wilson's going to throw ten interceptions. Yeah, I need nut. You need nut. You
0: need nothing. Can't do it. all right well if you guys have bye week questions or anything like that you want to know who you should add get at us on these socials hit stick fantasy on twitter hit stick fantasy on the gram hit stick fantasy on the book we are here to help you make this championship run in 2021 you can find me personally at HitStick chris i'm at the real ryan long
2: at michael underscore setta
0: and stay tuned for our next episode coming up a little later in the week we'll be talking dynasty hits of the week and more let's do it
1: let's do it michael pivot season you're that.
0: Yeah, you that. You